here we go day 18 31 days of dread and we're at another right now like right here modern day release this month it got released this month we're talking three from hell and i highly debated even discussing this after i saw it and now yeah you know, i was still even on the fence going into it because i just thought it was a little too typical a little too common because you out there my listeners you deserve more you deserve relative uh convenient thoughtful available and awesome content from yours truly peter a deluca that's right because this is aka pads another known as peter a deluca audio audacity podcast and i'm still debating on what the hell do you can call this thing but you know we're uh we're deep into it we, we've been at this for a few years this is the third year for 31 days of dread and look i am babbling you hear that intro the intro's already rolling in let's just fade away and get back to it real quick yeah so before we get further uh should like do we need to discuss the filmography of rob zombie the musician the musician the film director uh maybe the greatest uh one-two combo in that regard in human history I don't know anyone that has you know, created so much cool music and created so many cool movies. Uh, and just for that, that's that's just one of the things I completely adore about this guy. And he seems pretty like level-headed. Uh, I've listened to a few interviews with him. He was most recently on Joe Rogan. Uh, let's just get into it. His filmmaking career started at uh, on 2003, at 2003, with House of a Thousand Corpses. Two years later, 2005, he follows up with Devil's Rejects. 2007, he has Halloween, right? Like that, it, look, Devil's Rejects uh, blew everyone away. House of, House of a Thousand Corpses has somewhat, uh, like, risen to the top. But, uh, you know, like, it kind of was was okay at the time. You know, had some freaky stuff. Uh, it's still better. It's still better than most. Had freaky things makes a sequel devil's rejects and he does kind of he does do a like an aliens he does this uh like almost like dark night he does this like divergence from even like the tone of the original I, and i know dark night and batman begins are maybe the same but it, it, i view those everyone views those movies as so different aliens and alien very different i would say even even gi joe retaliation and gi joe uh, Rise of Cobra. I, right, uh, Pete, why are you talking about G.I. Joe movies? We're talking about Rob Zombie. Uh, you know, I'd like sequels that are just like way different. Like, you know, like they, they, they just, they're flipped. And no, Devil's Rejects flipped everyone out. Like, people love it. I still love it. I still think this is his crown jewel. He gets into Halloween 2009. He gets into Halloween too. And people just want these movies to go away uh i back what he did with halloween and i back what he did with halloween too i think one of them is the mind of the killer and one of them is the spirit of the killer and when i look at those two movies just on that alone i i enjoy them more and more all right and then we have uh 2012 we have the lords of salem this is a movie Everyone doesn't even want to acknowledge that he made. This is our next movie, by the way. This is our next Day of Dread. Because I completely love 
the Lords of Salem. Love it. And then we have 31. I did 31 last year. Uh, 31, uh, how I came about to watch that movie, awesome. It's just awesome. <laughs> uh, I, th- I may have referenced it in, in that episode. I don't want to go- <laughs> Should I go into it now? I, I don't really know. But it just involved a very, very attractive, uh, you can call her an Instagram model. And uh, that was that was just one fun night. But anyway, 31, I back that. That movie is completely bonkers. I love it. I love 31. And then we have Three from Hell. Three from Hell. I said previously I watched this movie three times. More like 2.5. 2.5. Why did I have to? I rented it. Kind of had a feeling about it. I didn't want to buy it. Uh, it's amazing, by the way, that this is a new movie I can just watch. Uh, the movie right now is roughly at 200,000, maybe 200, uh, 203,000. And the budget was $3 million. Now, does it look like it costs more than $3 million? Uh, yes. Uh, where doesn't it? Uh, I hate to say it. If they shot this movie quick, and I'm just, I don't know too much about the background of this movie. On a $3 million budget, you only have so much time to pay people, okay? You're shooting for maybe three, four weeks, okay? And you're shooting a period movie, by the way. This movie's supposed to take place in the 80s. Uh, we have a amazing opening new sequence, and I love new sequences in movies. And I almost felt like th- that should have carried the movie all the way through, but it didn't. And this movie takes a long time with getting the three together, but when they're together, it's a lot of fun. I just it takes way too long. Where this movie suffers, and what took me out of it, uh, is. Some of the performances, I, I, it, some of the dialogue seems to be there, but it would, it might, it would have need more, um, just more time, more time to get some of those lines right, or, or to understand the, the tone, because some of the lines just come off, they come off flat, they come off, um, incidental. It doesn't seem sincere, especially with Driftwood. He's the, the long-haired guy. Now, the clown, Captain Spaulding, dies off-screen. He dies. He gets um, uh, he gets executed because everyone's on death row. But the the, the new guy... See, so I was always, I was going into this. I was curious on the, the third... Uh, you know, like, who, like who, who's our third person from in, in Three From Hell? And our third guy, because we, we have Driftwood and we have Rob Zombie's wife. <laughs> okay. Uh, Sherry Moon Zombie. Okay. She just reprises her role. And then we have, I think it's Bill Mosley, right? Is it Bill Mosley? I don't know. I can't. Uh, maybe not Bill Mosley. Is it Bill Mosley? Yes. And then it's it's Sid Haig. Uh, nope. Sid Haig's the one that uh, recently just died in real life. Richard, Richard Brake. Richard Richard Brake. He's from thirty one. I don't know where where did this guy come from? His holy crap does he have a he has a huge filmography. Holy crap. He's been in movies since nineteen ninety four. Oh my god, his first movie was Death Machine. That's been on my list for such a long time. Okay. This dude Rich Richard Brake. 
I, I can't remember his name. He is he's good in this movie. He's good in every single scene. Sherry Moon Zombie is she's playing another type. She's playing uh, as almost the uh, maybe the prison and the isolation of the prison broke her because these characters have spent ten years in prison. And then we have, uh, you know, we we have our driftwood, uh, which goes back to House of a Thousand Corpses. So Sid Haig, Sid Haig, uh, is from all three movies, even though he's in this movie again, Captain Spaulding. And then we have Bill Mosley, and Bill Mosley, uh, one one heck of an actor. He plays. I just I just keep on. I always want to say Driftwood because his character name is so freaking cool. So we have this like third entry into you know you can can we argue that it's a horror franchise i don't really know i don't think it is i think these are just three separate movies three separate sequels three separate ideas uh you have to be on board with this movie before you even go into it because they die at the end of devil's rejects these three individuals or two of these three individuals get shot to pieces at the end of Devil's Rejects. That's kind of what makes that movie so good because it's your Thelma and Louise ending. But they're back. They don't die. They come back and they become celebrities and they're on death row. This is a little bit of the natural born killers of this movie. And I don't care. You can have as much natural born killers in these movies as as possible. And I just think it's for the better. Now, we have just like natural born killers, we have... Uh, <laughs> we have a warden. Uh, who is the warden? What's his name? Um, I can't. I am so. Is it Daniel Robick? No, it's not. That's someone else. Austin's Tucker. No, the, I, I am just fumbling. I am fumbling the. Uh, you know what? The heck with it. So th- this movie has a warden that is very similar. To Tommy Lee Jones in uh, Natural Born Killers. Yeah, I, you know what? Yeah, I'm I'm done. I'm done looking for. It. Okay, and and um, they go to the warden's house. They they have to break out Sherry Zombie because two of the other guys escape. And look, look, we're glossing all this stuff over. And some of those scenes are good. You know, like it, it seems like the maybe the version I watched wasn't bloody enough. But I would feel like this movie served and with someone to kill served more with a like completely unedited. I, and I, I, if, if it doesn't exist, it has to exist. Uh, this movie has to have an unedited version. I don't see it, it existing otherwise. And But by that point, we're so far deep into the movie that uh, by the time these three characters come together, the three characters from the movie poster, you're somewhat... Um, I would say you're out of it. You don't understand. Like, there's no... Um. Again, like these people kill randomly, so it doesn't know where they. It doesn't matter where they are. They're going to kill someone. So there's there's no story behind that. But they have to be up to something. And then, kind of midway through the movie, they decide to go to Mexico. When they go to Mexico, they uh, they they actually like you think they're gonna have like a Mexican ending, like a Mexican send off, uh, in a good way. But then I'm thinking like, oh, are they gonna end this movie with like it, like with how Butch and Sundance ended? Uh, you know, like maybe the Wild Bunch, and and maybe those were some of the inspirations. But we kind of have luchador killers connected to Danny Treasure uh, Trejo, 
who's, you know, in a lot of Rob Zombie movies. He gets killed earlier in this movie, just randomly. Uh, I'm not even sure you you find out why uh, his character had to be for Driftboard, but it's, they end up in a random Mexican sound, random Mexican town with, and this dude's son is like, or his grand, like, you know, like one of his relatives is there, and then there are luchadors, and they, then they go to kill the three from hell. And it's like it's kind of like a three from hell versus luchador battle royale, and it's okay. You know, like uh, Rob Zombie seems to have a attraction to the luchador look, and I get it. It's a, it's a wonderful aesthetic. It's kind of cool. Uh, yeah, could there have been done more? Yeah, I think it's so much of this movie could have been better with more time, with with just more like more more money spent. Uh, because it definitely has like these beats and these moments, but the the dialogue and what's happening between the characters and like these characters somewhat should be like velociraptors they should be kind of snappy towards one another but they're they're somewhat together because they're all equally messed up and i just feel like this movie needed more of that and this is this is why i kept watching the movie because i wanted to dissect and i wanted to hone in on what the intent was like what are we really trying to do here are we perhaps trying to be a little bit more satirical like are we trying to have this be a little bit more of a satire within the genre made by a guy that that knows everything about like rob zombie is a horror movie encyclopedia like him and eli roth should get together and make uh, an, an entire multi-film franchise like go just swing for the fences and make that happen put it in space maybe uh, you know, and it's hard. I, I almost feel like I have to let this movie sit again and watch it. You know, like I have to let it sit for a while and, and get back, get back into it. But that's a lot of what this podcast is all about. Long form conversation with movies. I have to re-explore this movie. Not that I don't want to admit it's not great, that it's not up to par, that it doesn't even measure up to Lords of Salem. I just think this movie has a different intent that I do not know yet i don't know what to bring to it rob zombie can't tell this to me it is up to me to decipher what i feel this intent is hence uh magnifying my enjoyment or downplaying it uh it can do both uh it's this is confusing this is maybe the most confusing movie uh so far of the 31 days it took us 18 days people to get into it so but look everyone uh i do encourage you to check this movie out because i i think it's there uh, and it needs our support because we we want more of this. I because I still feel like this is original and exciting, and I know a lot of people that were pumped up for this. And this movie has quotable lines. It has good violence. It has great actors. It's uh, I, it's not exactly shot at, on par to his other movies, but it does have moments of great. Shot. It, there's definitely good shots in this movie, like good things that you walk away with. Uh, I implore you to watch it more than once. Um, I kind of wish I bought it now because I would kind of want to watch it right after talking to all of you about it. <laughs> and, you know, like put it on as I'm publishing the episode. But look, everyone, for the 31 Days of Dread, I, I will say this is a mild recommendation. Though. It's a mild recommendation. I love you. Rock and roll. Go create something. And uh, let, let's enjoy this weekend because I'm doing a, a multi-day recording because I had one heck of a week. I, I got maybe next episode I will tell you guys about my week and my der, tragedy befell the uh, 31 Days of Dread, uh, which created the setback. And I'll explain that to all of you. 
uh maybe next episode rock and roll and until next time